Section 18 of Bits About Home Matters by Helen Hunt Jackson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 18. Choice of Colours. The other day as I was walking on one of the oldest and most picturesque streets of the old and picturesque town of Newport, Rhode Island, I saw a little girl standing before the window of a milliner's shop. It was a very rainy day. The pavements of the sidewalks on this street is so sunken and irregular that in wet weather, unless one walks with very great care, he steps continually into small wells of water. Up to her ankles in one of these wells stood the little girl, apparently as unconscious as if she were high and dry before a fire. It was a very cold day, too. I was hurrying along, wrapped in furs, and not quite warm enough even so. The child was but thinly clothed. She wore an old plaid shawl and a ragged knit hood of scarlet worsted. One little red ear stood out unprotected by the hood, and drops of water trickled down over it from her hair. She seemed to be pointing with her finger at articles in the window, and talking to someone inside. I watched her for several moments, and then crossed the street to see what it all meant. I stole noiselessly up behind her, and she did not hear me. The window was full of artificial flowers of the cheapest sort, but of very gay colours. Here and there a knot of ribbon or a bit of lace had been tastefully added, and the whole effect was really remarkably gay and pretty. Tap, tap, tap went the small hand against the window-pane, and with every tap the unconscious little creature murmured in a half-whispering, half-singing voice, I choose that colour, I choose that colour, I choose that colour. I stood motionless. I could not see her face, but there was in her whole attitude and tone the heartiest content and delight. I moved a little to the right, hoping to see her face without her seeing me, but the slight movement caught her ear, and in a second she had sprung aside and turned toward me. The spell was broken. She was no longer the queen of an air castle, decking herself in all the rainbow hues which pleased her eye. She was a poor beggar child out in the rain, and a little frightened at the approach of a stranger. She did not move away, however, but stood eyeing me irresolutely, with that pathetic mixture of interrogation and defiance in her face, which is so often seen in the prematurely developed faces of poverty-stricken children. "'Aren't the colours pretty?' I said. She brightened instantly. "'Yes, Mum. I'd like a goon have the blue.' "'But you will take cold standing in the wet,' said I. "'Won't you come under my umbrella?' She looked down at her wet dress suddenly as if it had not occurred to her before that it was raining. Then she drew first one little foot and then the other out of the muddy puddle in which she had been standing, and moving a little closer to the window, said, I'm not just going home, ma'am. I'd like to stop here a bit. So I left her. But after I'd gone a few blocks, the impulse seized me to return by a cross street and see if she were still there. Tears sprang to my eyes as I first caught sight of the upright little figure standing in the same spot, still pointing with the rhythmic finger to the blues and reds and yellows, and half 
chanting under her breath as before, I choose that colour, I choose that colour, I choose that colour. I went quietly on my way without disturbing her. But in my heart, I said, little messenger, interpreter, teacher, I will remember you all my life. Why should days ever be dark, life ever be colourless? There is always sun. There are always blue and scarlet and yellow and purple. We cannot reach them, perhaps, but we can see them if it is only through a glass and darkly. Still we can see them. We can choose our colours. It rains, perhaps, and we are standing in the cold. Never mind. If we look earnestly enough at the brightness which is on the other side of the glass, we shall forget the wet and not feel the cold. And now and then a passer-by who has rolled himself up in furs to keep out the cold, but shivers nevertheless, who has money in his purse to buy many colours if he likes, but nevertheless goes grumbling because some colours are too dear for him. Such a passer-by chancing to hear our voice and see the atmosphere of our content may learn a wondrous secret. That penniless is not poverty, and ownership is not possession. That to be without is not always to lack, and to reach is not to attain. That sunlight is for all eyes that look up, and colour for those who choose. End of section 18